You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Noel Freibert. His uh, ongoing anthology that he, uh, editor, publisher, uh, is weird. Um, the title is actually weird. I guess when I say it's weird, I make it sound like it's weird. I guess it is weird. It's a weird comic called Weird. Uh, as well, uh, Noel is a member of the Closed Caption Comics Collective, and uh, they're a tight group of uh, friends out of Baltimore. Uh, I've had one other member on the show, Miss um, O'Connell, last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the with the world's most Irish name, Molly Colleen O'Connell. Oh yeah, <laughs> I still can't yeah, get over you, it. Yeah, I guess yeah, you you all have the you have that like Irish last name connection. Yeah. Realize that. Yeah, well, I'm like wow. the uh, the Protestant version, McConnell. <laughs> we're we're uh, Northern Irish. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my mom's maiden name is McCormick. Yeah, I don't know what part of Ireland that comes from necessarily, but could be Scottish. I'm right there with you all. Are you? You're you're a mix. Oh, it's Irish. It's You're Irish. gonna offend my family if you say that. It's Irish. <laughs> 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 I've offended people's families before. It won't be the first time. <laughs> I, I have one one person that said his dad would kill me if he heard how I pronounced his name. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, things are funny. <laughs> uh, but by the way, so yeah, can, can you hear the can you hear the person screaming downstairs? I heard something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to yeah, let but, folks know why we may be inundated yeah, with yeah, other so, sounds? Yeah, I I live in this weird space, and there's, there's like people being tortured downstairs under my room. I I, I asked them to stop, but they enjoyed it too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yeah, those people auditioning I think for Macbeth so there's like weird screaming uh, there's like a trap door in the bottom of my room it's like really weird what thing so like yeah like all of the noise just like comes right into my room from downstairs it's like this thing it's like the door is always like a crack open it's like the wood is warped in this weird way so so what's the history really behind this space <laughs> Uh, the building used to be a hat factory. I think that's what I've heard. Um, one of my roommates did some research, and uh, our floor specifically, what was it called? Um, <laughs> it had some really funny name. Something like the, the Misfit uh, Club or something like that. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a place where you would go to like get a suit or something. That's what I heard. I don't know. This is all kind of like rumors, but... So it wasn't a bunch of, like, Glenn Danzig enthusiasts? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. I guess, like, yeah. I mean, the, the space now, it, it has been, like, a functioning venue, like, the floor that I live on for, like, a number of years, probably since, like, 2005, I think is when they started doing, like, weird like noise shows and stuff but how long have you yeah. been there for um almost two years I think yeah it's the building's really weird it's like every floor is kind of like a different world like with like varying degrees of like hippiness <laughs> or something um <laughs> like 
Yeah, I, it, it's just very strange. Like, I, yeah, there's six floors. I live on the top one, and it's kind of like a punk venue or something. Uh, we've kind of been, like, changing the dynamics of, like, what we do in this space by, like, Lately, I guess we've been having a lot of like artist lectures and kind of like art oriented or like different types of events that aren't totally like just a band playing. Like uh, Ian Sfinonius is coming to give like a talk about his new book in like a few days. Okay. Um, do, do you know him at all? Do you know his work? What was the name? Uh, Ian Sfinonius. He, he did like the, the intro to the new Kramer oh Dergat. yeah yeah I don't know him or his stuff but I read the insane intro okay yeah I guess he was in the band The Makeup and he, now he's in this band called Shane and the Gang and he's like a writer and stuff like pretty pretty interesting dude but, cool yeah how many folks live in this space um I guess on and my you're, like floor, your floor yeah, on my floor there's eight of us. So, so it's a big, yeah, but it, it's a big space. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, it it doesn't like it doesn't feel that crowded. It's yeah, it, it's pretty insane. It's like pretty pretty big. There's like two kitchens and three bathrooms and stuff. So it's not not like we're living on top of each other or anything. <laughs> so you really devote yeah. yourself to the art that you make. I get the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'm trying to think how long it's been. I guess since I've moved into this space, I haven't had like a real job. So <laughs> th this year, I'm trying to like really turn Weird Magazine into like kind of like a job or something. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like my goal for this year is for it to be a quarterly magazine. So. That's, I guess, like what I'm working towards. But yeah, like at this point, at this point in my life, I'm like, uh, yeah, just like mostly devoted to like making my comics and playing in a band, and uh, yeah, I guess it's like doing these like somewhat community-oriented things with like the space that I live in. But, when did you? What made you decide to start doing weird? as an ongoing um, project? I'm trying to think. Well, I guess weird. So we, we started, we st well, I, I guess I should say, like, so we started doing closed caption comics, like, when we were all in school, in art school together. And um, I feel like I, I had a big hand in kind of, like, pushing that along or, like, trying to, like, keep that going or something. But, um... Towards, uh, I don't know if you if you got like the ninth issue we made. It's like the one that's actually like a printed, like professional book. Mm -hmm. I have number nine and I have number seven. You guys sent me oh, okay. uh, number nine in that package of uh, Baltimore goodies. That oh, you cool, sent last cool. year or year before last. Yeah, yeah. I guess like when we were like doing that issue, um, I kind of like after we were finished with it, I kind of felt this like weird kind of like tension or something because I guess it, in the moment I'd like felt like I'd put a whole lot of my energy into like making that book happen or something and then but I mean and it's like a situation where it's like I, I, I like love everyone who's like involved in that 
and it's basically like all of my best friends and like my favorite artists like involved in that but um it, it, it kind of like I had this feeling where it's kind of like if I'm going to put like all of my energy into something I, I, it should be like my magazine where like I never I never really felt like like closed caption it was kind of like this joint mentality where like every everyone's like a contributor so it's not like it, it, it would be like out like not uh, not cool for like one person to like push their aesthetic like mm-hmm. too hard on everyone or something yeah but so I, I guess like in working with everyone in closed caption closed caption comics and like doing that whole thing I kind of like you know I, I enjoy like putting like groups of artists together in like a context like in the same book um, and I guess so in starting weird it's just kind of like like this is my magazine <laughs> like type of thing <laughs> or whatever I guess yeah I'm, I kind of I'm trying to like be like like you have an aesthetic that you're just, going like, an for artist. yeah yeah and it's like I, I want people to know me like as an editor like and as an artist or something if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so it's like when you're when you're looking at weird it's like you're looking at my work and other people's work but it's like it's kind of like this vision that I'm having or something if that makes any sense yeah so the first issue came out quite a while before the second issue right yeah but there was like a year in between the two the, um, the first issue came out not at this last Brooklyn Fest, but the the one before that. So that one came out, and when the first issue came out, I didn't really, like, quite know what to do. I don't even know, like, I, I feel weird saying that, because, like, at this moment right now, it's like, I'm not totally sure, like, what I'm doing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I guess, like, so the first issue, my, going into it, I was just like, all right, like, I want everyone that I know that makes amazing work to like be in my magazine and like that's like that was kind of like my editorial decision like everyone whose work is just like in this vibe like they're, they're going to be in the magazine and mm-hmm. I guess and that was really cool like I think the longest comic I told everyone not to go over like four pages or something for the first issue so it's kind of like all these like little small, just like little little kind of like appetizers or something, um, which I think is cool. Like I feel I feel good about the first issue, um, but I guess something I'm gonna try to do with the magazine and the second issue kind of is like leaning towards this is like uh, inviting a more kind of like curated group of artists to make like somewhat longer pieces and then I guess because I'm like devoting pretty much like all of my time to like trying to make comics I think as the issues go on like a larger percentage of the content will be my work also Mm -hmm. but um yeah that's kind of like the direction you can definitely see like a completely different Mm -hmm. vibe between the two like the second one is a lot harsher looking in a way I guess Mm-hmm. The in the first one, the first one you've got more like kind of more traditional comic styles, and the second one you're kind of going a little more um, 
avant-garde, one might say. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, the, the first one, I, I think one thing that continually trips people's up, tri- trips people up when they're reading it is the the like retro comic that that guy Carswell or Carswell from the horrors of it all like sent me. Uh, like a retro comic and I, I think that that's like one thing I mean I, I was really psyched to put it in there to like give the magazine this kind of like weird context or something that <laughs> includes that but uh, I, I was talking to my friend Leon Sadler like over the internet or whatever and he said that when he saw that he was just like super confused and was like trying to figure out like who made it yeah <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about your own comics? I kind of want to know more about where you're coming from as yeah. a cartoonist, because I'm looking at your work and I'm seeing kind of these weird influences colliding together. Um, and maybe like tell me a little bit about like your background of like getting into comics and like what you want to do with them. Yeah. Um. I guess at the moment, like right now, yeah, I'm really feeling like, I don't know, like since the last issue, the issue two of Weird, like all of my work in that issue was like one page comics. And I've kind of been like stuck in this rut of like just making one page comics, which is like, I guess at at the moment, I, I feel like it's like, there's something wrong. Like, why can't I make like this epic graphic novel <laughs> like thing happen, you know? But I I've made like a little over like thirty of these like one page comics and it feels really good doing that. Um but so right now I've been looking at Amy and Jordan, <laughs> that yeah. Mark Bayer comic. Yeah. And that I don't know, that that's just kinda like right where I'm at or something. Something about that. I mean they're all like daily strips, just like these, these simple ideas being executed in like you know like kind of like a uh, naive like stupid child style or something and it's just like super just like pretty like bleak like city atmosphere and stylistically amazing like yeah there's something yeah. unhuman or inhuman about the way he draws and like the character yeah. he creates or characters yeah <clears throat> um, but another really huge influence is uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, this artist's work uh, Usumaru Furuya <laughs> he, <laughs> he made the, his book uh, Paleopoly has been like partially reprinted in I think it's Secret Comics Japan or something but he is he, I guess he, he went to school and was like a conceptual artist but like started making these one page comics that are just like super conceptual they're all like four panels for the most part um, and they kind of like riff on uh, like cultural things happening in Japan and like, like pop culture and like other comics or like this one is like uh, the perspective of a security camera, like as these two robbers like are holding up a store 
or like I don't know. It's just like these different, like really weird ideas, like executed in a really um, kind of just like singular way. Like I, I've never really like seen anyone else approach comics in that way, but mm-hmm. um, that those comics have always been kind of with me. I, I guess I first saw that work when I was in high school, and it just like completely changed my mind about like what comics could be or like what um it would look like or i don't know have you seen that work at all that i'm talking about no my manga knowledge is unfortunately far lacking whatever it should be okay you you might like you might have seen some of his his other work he he's gone on to be like basically just like a normal like Mangaka, or however you say it, like normal mangaka, manga artist. Yeah, yeah, that word. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made that book. He made a book called Lychee Light Club. That's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hero Mario inspired. Yeah, I yeah. think. And then they've been releasing this one, or maybe it's all out now. I think it's called. Uh, I think someone actually gave like, me a drawing by him. Yeah, he was at TCAF. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking um, about. Yeah. Yeah. His new book, it's something called, like, No Longer Human. I think that's it. No Longer Human. And he also, there's these collections that are, like, um, a similar idea to the these one-page comics that I'm referring to that he made early on. Um, they're kind of like a bridge point between him being, like, a regular manga artist and, like, those super weird early stuff, but it, it's called Shortcuts. It came out, I think, in like, I don't know, like '99 or 2000 or something. But those are also those are like super amazing, and I feel I feel like no one's really like read those comics. But yeah, they're kind of focusing more stuff. on the newer readable stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P- people love readable stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not to say conceptual um, comics aren't readable. Um, yeah. I you know, conceptual comics like the idea it's something that really excites me is mm-hmm. the idea that you don't have to go and just do a standard story of panel 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 like you can really do ideas and like seeing stuff like what Molly's doing um like Aiden Coke um and some of the work that you and the rest of your buds are doing and one of the things I'm really curious, I guess, is like kind of what's driving that conceptual thing of like the need to do that within your comics work of like really staying away from standardizing. Um, I, I guess I feel like every, every time I like work on a comic, I kind of uh, I feel like I, I have an idea, and then. So then I, I make this comic that's like trying to conquer that idea mm-hmm. or something. I can't always like articulate exactly like what that idea is, but um so I, I feel like when I approach comics I'm not I'm less of trying to like maintain this like fluidity between every comic I make where I'm like trying like as if I were trying to like make a character and then like you know, like have that character go through these like epic trials or something. I'm I'm kind of like approaching each project with an idea and then just 
finding out or trying to like realize myself like how that idea can like get on the page or something mm-hmm. if that makes any sense no like, it it does um yeah i guess with like the there's like weird road strips that are in like weird too uh it's just kind of like that that was my first time like making well it, actually that's a lie i've made <laughs> a comic strip before <laughs> but i guess like that's like me retrying to like make a comic strip and then i guess like it kind of ends on this on this thing where i'm like trying to break it down into like the three main parts or like the three characters of the story which is like the man the car and the road. Yeah. So. It's funny because, yeah. like, I, I definitely see you being a lot more comfortable with the weird road than, say, your longer, more extended works that you've done in the past. Like, I look and, like, I can kind of see how you got there and why you're there. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily a question as much as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah... I guess when I started those, the first one, when I did the first one, I wasn't planning on, like, making another one. <laughs> but after I did it, it was kind of like a stupid idea, like, like yeah, like, there's someone driving down this, like, endless road, and then they see some, they see, like, this pathetic, like, like, non-human, like, on the side of the road, and then they, they look at that, that thing with like I don't know fear and like empathy or something <laughs> and just like that awkward feeling <laughs> like that that was that, that was like the, the first strip was just like oh like this stupid idea like here like let's we're in this setting it's like this road like you're on it and you can't get off it and here's this like really awkward interaction you're having <laughs> but yeah, and it just kind of, like, went from there. It's kind of like, I was talking to my friend, uh, Billy, who's, like, the singer of that band, Butt Gooder. I don't I know if you've no heard idea. that band. Butt they're, Gooder? They're really crazy. They're, yeah, they're, they're one of Henry Rollins' favorite bands, funny enough. <laughs> just realized that, yeah. But, he, he, I guess, I, yeah, I gave him a copy of Weird, and he was like, yeah, man, you need to make more of those. Like, it can go anywhere, like so universal you can just do do anything like weird roads like anything can happen on weird roads yeah whatever so you kind of have your beginning and end and you just kind of do whatever you want in between yeah 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 I guess with making the one page strips compared to like working on something more thorough there's there's a lot of freedom because you know you don't have to commit to anything you can just like you can try different things and like and see if they work or not and but failing is like less of a an issue or something because they you know like i spend a day or two days on a page and then if it doesn't work then it's just like all right like don't don't need to do that again like i learned yep <laughs> like moving on <laughs> <laughs> instead of doing yeah. a 20 page story and bending it part way yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I am like. I guess for the next issue that's coming out, I am trying to make. I don't know. I, I, maybe it'll be like a ten-page story or something. 
Um, but it's been a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm too excited by like non, not committing to anything and just making these like one page comics at the moment. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, uh, I was going to ask, did, did you get that off the press book? No. What's that? Wow. It, it's like CF's magazine. I'm waiting you, for it hear about that? in the mail. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes his stuff, I don't know if he forgets people sometimes and doesn't send, so <laughs> he's got he's gotten a reminder email from me. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> cool. I was just wondering. Yeah, I was hoping that. to that get was it. Like, yeah. That was like the last non-one-page comic I made. <laughs> So, but whatever, delete that from your mind. You'll read it when it gets to you. <laughs> <laughs> what is, I'm, it's interesting that CF's now doing, uh, I don't know if this is a one-off anthology that he's doing, but I mean, he's doing one that's very similar to what you're doing, that's also similar to Sock, that's uh, Connor's anthology, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the erotic anthology Sock, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think... Christopher, let's see. I, like he's he's kind of been. I mean, like I guess more recently, people have like noticed that he's like making these like little zines and stuff because he's been like selling them on his Twitter. But he made this weird magazine that was just called like Fantasy Empire for like I think he made it for like a full year. I only have maybe like one or two of the issues, but it's just like this little, just like itty bitty like magazine thing it's just like Xeroxes of like weird stuff like occasionally like it maybe have like one or two or something of his drawings in it but it was kind of this like anonymous magazine he probably made like 20 copies out. something like that yeah yeah but I, I feel like one of the first times that I met him he was like he had it it was like at a kites show and he had it on the table and I remember I just remember being like super confused by it <laughs> Like what? Like what is this? And like what is Fantasy Empire, or something? Like, like I, I didn't really necessarily at that time like even connect it with him or something mm -hmm. that it was his. But I, I feel like he, he kind of he's had this like mentality as a publisher. Like I mean, it's not on like a large scale, but I, I feel like that's something that he does or something like think of himself that way. Yeah. But, well, he was doing yeah. stuff years ago, too, before Paper Rodeo, right? The first um, paper thing. Yeah, I guess I, I don't really, like, I, I don't have too much of his earlier work, like the mm -hmm. the earlier Low Tides or whatever. I, I, I haven't really seen much of that stuff, but, um, yeah, I guess, like, I, I feel like when he, when he made that comic called City Hunter that was kind of like because that, that was really it was like magazine style you know yeah but it, it was like all him or something but it, it's like a magazine it's not like a mini comic if that makes any sense yeah <laughs> so I, I feel like yeah off the press is just kind of like right in that vein of like him yeah him like being being a weird publisher or something but yeah, I think that when you see it, I think you'll you'll probably agree. It's it's just like a really pretty like amazing 
Oh, magazine. I feel weird it. saying that because I'm like in it or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm. I'm kind of fascinated though in the like the circles that have kind of popped out over the last couple of years like it's definitely it's no longer this kind of post Fort Thunder thing um, because you guys have your own certain thing and then there's also like Leon Sadler in England and his bros <laughs> yeah yeah they're pretty crazy I, I still haven't met the, like I still haven't met Leon yet I feel weird because like He's someone that, like, occasionally I'll, I'll be like, oh, wow, like, we're friends or something, but I've never, like, I've never actually, like, we, we just, like, never met. It's, like, I, I imagine the closest thing I could compare it to is, like, if someone, like, started an online relationship with someone, but then, like, never met the person. <laughs> like, you know, like, what what if, like, what if he, like, came to America or something, and then, like, I met him, and I was just like, whoa, like... Who is this we guy? Can't, we can't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, like, it, yeah, it just, it doesn't work. Like, we can't be friends now. Like, sorry, I like your art. But friendship isn't happening. I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. Weird. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, bro. Yeah, Famicom is really cool. Who the, it? The, like, thing that he's doing, Famicom oh. Express. Yeah. I don't know much of it, but I'm going to be reading a bunch soon, so yeah. I'll have a, a better opinion in a bit. Check out... He has this comic called Antarctic Seal. Pretty, It's, like, pretty good. I think it's it's probably, like, one of the, one of the best comics he's made. Probably, I guess, probably, like, yeah. Now, do you try to keep yourself pretty regular going to all the conventions that you can on the East Coast there? Um, it's that, that's been kind of like a something that I guess myself and some of the other people that are still living in Baltimore that make comics that we like we occasionally talk about. Um, for a moment in my mind, I I was kind of like pretty set on like only going to the Brooklyn Fest because everything else just kind of like pales in comparison <laughs> but like I don't know we went to Cake last year which was really awesome it's kind of like this new um, just like all these young upstarts in Chicago started yeah. it I don't know did, did, did you hear about that one Cake? oh yeah yeah I really want to try yeah. and go this year I don't know if I'll be able to but I really want to go mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, like, my friends, like, Edie Fake and uh, Max Morris, I don't know if you, you... I'm sure you, like, probably know Edie. Edie's, Edie's um, been on the show before. Yeah, yeah. But they're, like, a big part of, like, organizing the whole thing, and mm -hmm. it's, just, it's really well curated, and it's just, like, it, it felt really great going to it. It, it felt, yeah, it, it kind of... It was, like, a similar vibe to the Brooklyn Fest. I guess... The last time that we exhibited at SPX, it was just it, like they were just kind of like weird feelings. I guess it was kind of like the the beginning of like the economic decline, kind of like hitting <laughs> like um, at home with like the people who would be like going to these things or something. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But people I remember, don't have I disposable we just, income. We, we had a yeah. I remember the last time we exhibited at SPX, I think this was in, like, 
2008 or something, just like it seemed like people just were not really interested in our work, and it it just it just felt weird. It felt like just kind of one of those things where it's like we were there just because like we live close, yeah, <laughs> or something, which like isn't necessarily a reason to like do something, but. It seemed like SPX was really awesome this year. I stopped by for like an hour or something. Um, just kind of like popped in and out, but yeah, it seemed. I mean, it seemed cool. I don't know. I always, I always feel kind of wary when like, I guess occasionally we, our table will be posted next to some like utter like. Uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't be saying hateful things like on the, <laughs> on the internet or whatever. I, just like next to uh, you know, co- steampunk cosplay. Like, yeah, like something not too different from that, or someone who's like just blatantly trying to like make their comic and like pitch it to like a movie studio to like make their comic into a movie, like that kind of thing. Yeah, which is just like it just feels weird and it's like not right. <laughs> like I, I guess I, I felt the same thing at Mocha, so like I don't know. But yeah. At the moment, at the moment, I feel like TCAF, Cake, and uh, the Brooklyn Fest are like all pretty golden. Who is it that does the crazy con reports? Wait, wait, wait on that, for that the what? the crazy con reports for the closed caption blog. Is that you or is that? Oh, I guess I. I did a bunch of them. Connor did the last one for the Brooklyn Fest. Um, but, like, the, the one for Cake I did, and, like, the one for the Brooklyn Fest the year before I think I did. I, I did one for TCAF, too. I think that the TCAF one was probably the most, like, seen because I took all these, like, photos of us all, like, singing karaoke. <laughs> I did and I really enjoyed it I really want to try if anyone's doing that I want to go this year <laughs> yeah it was, I want to see like, the madness really yeah it, it, I mean yeah it was really weird that was my first time being in like a uh, like a, a personal karaoke room or something <laughs> it was like really weird uh, but yeah I mean a, a great time for sure now, definitely. Right. Go I'm going to ask questions about your comics now. <laughs> oh, good. Cool. Um, one of the things I was wondering about with... Uh, I was looking at the second weird and also looked at your thing you did for Vice a couple of years ago. And you did this thing where you kind of do a whole page that's just like weird blown up words. Um, and I was wondering if that was all like at all taken from uh, kind of modern Ditko if that's something you'd been reading. Huh. I, I, I do like Steve Ditko's work a lot. That that wasn't something that I thought about when I was making those. Um, but I feel like w- when I was when I, when I was making those like all text pages, in my mind, I, I didn't really have like a reference point of like someone else in comics who was doing that. It was just kind of like I guess the way I've described it before is kind of like um, when you're watching a movie and like the soundtrack kind of like takes the forefront mm-hmm. or something and you're you're not like it's not a, a, like a movie doesn't always have to be visual or something so I guess my, the way that I always thought about those pages was like 
it's like just the text and like the viewer just like has this moment with text or something they don't have to like have this image like stuffed down their throat or something yeah but yeah but yeah that that the like later Ditka stuff is pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah as a thing like Watching, watching the man that made Spider-Man like go insane, like on paper, it's like pretty cool. <laughs> well, I think he's always been kind of out there. I think it's just a chance for us to see where he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. <clears throat> Good old Ditko. Um. Yeah. Another. Yeah thing I really enjoyed looking at is uh, in the first sock you did a thing where you did this story in I forget what color ink it was and then you did it over a red I guess it was risographed image of like white socks and red background yeah yeah I um when Connor was making that I guess yeah I was working on that comic and I I, I didn't I was like kind of confused about how I wanted to color it so yeah, I just, like, scanned some of my dirty socks, and, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah, my, my, my socks are, like, making this weird <laughs> uh, effect on the page. I don't know, yeah, it, it's kind of, like, a stupid joke with, like, just, like, the name of the magazine or something, um, but, yeah, that comic, um, it's kind of, like, maybe, like, a little bit of, like, a turning point in, like my process or something of making comics I feel like that one specifically is an example of like me like thinking like thinking of this idea for a comic and then like starting to make that comic and like the idea is just changing very rapidly and I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like going with the change mm-hmm. or something it, it kind of that comic it, it's like pretty absurd or something just like weird like funeral home like sex jokes <laughs> or something <laughs> it's like yeah well like, I guess what's happening did, did you see I probably you probably haven't seen this because it I haven't shown it to too many people but um, it's maybe one of my like favorite comics I've made it's called uh, uh, Leon the Inappropriate Janitor no. Did, did you see that? Oh, okay. I'll have to send you that. It's it's like it's kind of in the same vein as that that first sock comic. It's like just really absurd and with like weird like off the wall kind of like sexual humor or something. But that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was looking through the stuff, and one of the things uh, I picked. I think I picked this up recently. Uh, from from Mr. Jason T. Miles was the E.T. Variety oh, yeah. magazine. Oh, wow, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that your response. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that one, I actually, until you mentioned that now, I like kind of forgot that I made that. Um, yeah, that was like, at, at the moment, I guess when I made that, I was kind of interested in um, not yeah just like not really making a comic but um, 
I collaborated with my friend uh, Chip Hughes, who we went to school together, and I've always been like really inspired by his art. Um, he just yeah, he has like kind of this is kind of like a roaming process of like just like making different things. It, I'd always I always feel like it's kind of one of those artists who's just like continually like in the studio like making these different things. You you, you can never quite like mentally keep up with it but mm. there's kind of this like this joy of like creation that's happening <laughs> I, I don't know if that like makes any sense but that's no, kind of how I come to it but um yeah that, that one's pretty crazy like a lot of the content in that um I feel like Chip made but I, I like manipulated it on the computer there, there's a few a few things that I maybe like drew or something that are in there but um we kind of like mailed stuff back and forth and at, at a certain point I just like needed to finish the magazine so I just like made it or something so it's kind of like we're kind of like filtering through each other it's like the, the book is like it's like neither of us it's like neither of our work but it's just like this really weird collaboration it's like <laughs> If that like makes any sense, it's probably your most uh, conceptual work. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some weird stuff going on in that one for sure. Yeah, for for a moment I planned on making a whole bunch of those that style of like a magazine that would just be like me collaborating with someone, um, and just like to see what happened. I actually I I had talked to Jason T. Miles about uh, making a book like that with me and. We're, we were both into it, but we just—it it never got around to it. And at the point where I'm at right now, I'm kind of like really like just putting all my energy into like making weird, uh, like yeah, like a quarterly magazine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you you're trying to create like a pretty economically sustainable thing with weird? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I I I just read that um, interview that. Chuck Forsman did on the Comics Journal, and I'm not at that level yet. Did you read that? I think I read a little bit of it. I don't think I read the whole thing, but that's where he's talking yeah. about how he kind of had to figure out what he paid folks as far as like royalties, yeah. what made sense. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and he he has like it seems like I mean he, yeah he he has his stuff figured out a lot more than me. Like hopefully. By like the fourth issue, I like kind of figured out what I'm doing in terms of the economics of it. Um, but it's still kind of uh, experimental. I guess when the first issue came out of Weird, um, I, I, I actually like didn't expect anyone to like it. Um, I mean, yeah, but it, the first issue like sold out rather quickly. So the second one, I've done like a larger edition. How many? I'm, I'm just trying to like. Uh, oh, so the, yeah, the first issue I made 250 of, and uh, this new, the second one I've made 400. Okay. Of, so, <clears throat> yeah, it's all it's all like still pretty small, but um, yeah, I'm just like trying to see like what kind of audience. I have for the, the the magazine or something. I don't know. The, the first issue, I like was barely able to even like send it to stores because like 
basically like taking it to two shows and then like having online orders like basically just like depleted the whole stock so yeah um yeah i think i bought mine I, off either you sent it to me or I, no i think i bought it off jason jason miles oh uh, yeah 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 him. yeah he's, he's been repping me on the, the west coast <laughs> he's a fine man we like you jason yeah yeah He's actually coming to Baltimore for uh, the um, the show I'm having called The Tortured Page. He, he's going to make a comic for it. He's coming to Baltimore uh, to be here for the uh, print and multiples fair. Um, that same weekend, actually, Austin English is curating a show that's opening here in Baltimore at Open Space Gallery. And I think Jason is also in that show. Oh, nice. So, Yeah. Now this is to go with the third issue of Weird, right? For the launch. Yeah. So the yeah. So the the show that I'm curating, I, I've I basically sent a bunch of people this like really weird email that was like not not super direct, but like essentially like asking them like if it asking them if I asked them if they could torture the viewer with a comic if they would do that for me <laughs> and then and then at the bottom there's like these pretty like concrete descriptions of like what I want <laughs> or whatever so then like I, I just kind of sent all those out and then I got a pretty like awesome response like most people were like seemed really excited by it which was what I wanted to happen. I wasn't really sure if people would get it or if they would just like not open the email because it was like maybe they would think it was like spam or something. But um, what did you title it? Um, the, the title of the email was called the tortured page, but I, I had like a like the, a, the like scissors icon and like a cross icon in there. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just try, trying to trying to like inspire people, but not like I, it was a situation where I didn't want to I didn't want to directly be like make a horror comic for my show thing. So I just tried to like throw this weird like put them in a weird place and then like see what they would make. And yeah. uh, I've gotten pretty good response. I've got I think I've gotten like seven of the comics for the show thus far, and. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Who are some of the folks? I, I won't say... I, what was that? Who are some of the folks you're going to have in it? Um, I, I'll tell you who sent me stuff. But the people <laughs> who have responded and, and said yes is like... Yep. We all I know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to wait to like say that they're in the show until they actually follow through with it. But at this point, I have a comic from Michael Como. Nice. Zach Hazard. Chris Day. Austin English. Chris Adams, uh, Lala Albert, and Patrick Kyle. Nice. Yeah. Underneath yeah. a good crew. I like. Those yeah, folks. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, I kind of like. I asked a few people that I felt like were maybe like kind of out of my, uh, like threshold, like people that I thought may, would maybe be like too big or something to like actually do it um but i've gotten some yeses back from those those anonymous people and we will see if they follow through 
Well, I wish you luck. Yeah. It, I, 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 I like people doing shit. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a reminder, uh, folks. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I'll, I'll live by those words. I no, like people shit. doing shit. <laughs> good shit. Yeah, good. People good doing good shit. shit. Um, on that note, uh, I've been talking to Noel Freibert, um, as mentioned, his anthology that he puts out is weird as well. You can catch him in Close Caption Comics Anthology, which I think you guys still have copies of number nine. That's correct, yeah. I've got I've got some in my room, staring at them right now. Come buy them. There we go. L- limited quantity. Help a boy out. <laughs> He's got to clear out his room. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Noel, for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been fun. I hope hope I haven't been like talking your face off. No, it's been great. I really, I really appreciate it. <laughs>